You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Well, welcome everyone to the Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears. We're so glad that you could join us today. We're really looking forward to sharing our topic today with you. It's actually going to carry over a couple weeks, but um, hey, just a reminder, like and share our our broadcasts and our content because we want to get the word out about marriages and how God wants to help people in their marriages. And so... Uh, yeah, please do that. Um, you know, go to our website. You can check us out there as well at revivalnow.com. And of course, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, okay. Twitter, <clears throat> our app. Yeah, the Revival Now app. I'm forgetting that. Um, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. And so we're a part of that ministry. And so, hey, uh, we're glad you're joining us today. So thanks for, for tuning in today. And um, let's get into our, our topic. So, what we want to talk about today is um, two ways God wires us to choose a spouse. That's a pretty heavy (laughs) topic. Well, first of all, do people know that God's working things out under the radar, excuse me, on our behalf for our, for choosing a spouse? Yeah. I mean, when you were saying that, I, I, you know, I was just thinking of the scripture, you know, God works things all works things out for our good. Mm -hmm. So I guess if we can base what you just said off of the scripture, Mm -hmm. that God is actually for me, he's not against me, and he's trying to work things out for my good, then he's actually trying to help me choose the right spouse, you know, without sometimes me even knowing that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the the first thing we're going to discuss today is, is how we're going to do, how does God do that? How does God help us and wires us to choose our spouse. That's, That's right. the first thing. But That's you know, right. I think the biggest thing that I didn't realize early on in our marriage is is that marriage can actually be healing mm-hmm. um, instead of the pain yeah. that it can it can bring into our life. I'm not to say that we're not going to have pain or avoid pain in our life. That's that's not the point. But I guess the perspective that I didn't have early on in our marriage is is that it's actually a way to help bring healing into my life mm-hmm. as well. But I get ahead of ourselves. That's more of like next week's topic that we're going to talk about. Um, but so, yeah, so marriage is meant to be a healing journey and not mm-hmm. one of pain, which right. so much so, which is what we experienced mm-hmm. many, sure. many years in our marriage. So we must, we must first understand the sovereign purpose of God in our marriages or why does God lead us in a way that connects us to someone that could in some ways, like I said before, they could actually drive us crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, rub us the wrong way. Rub us the wrong way. Um, Which we've done with each other. Yeah. And if we can come to that place where understanding the sovereignty of God working in my life, that's trying to lead me to the right person mm-hmm. instead of driving me crazy. Again, it's a perspective change. If I yeah. can have that perspective change about what God is actually doing in my life, he's actually working for my good. Mm-hmm. That's really going to be helpful for us. Yeah, and that's, that's what we want to talk about. Something today. we didn't even, no. I mean, we weren't, you know, follower, <laughs> followers of Jesus uh, back when we got married. And, you know, we were just fighting against each other day after day after day and, and not understanding some very, very important um, concepts, you know, biblical concepts and things that were happening. And that's why we're doing 
marriage minute. You know, we want to leave that legacy that we can that that we can be proud of. That you can be proud of. That too. you can be proud of because we want our kids to understand and we want our grandkids to understand and their kids to understand, you know, all of these concepts and all of these things that we talk about here on marriage yeah, so they will I, be a step ahead or, yeah. or 100 steps ahead of us where we and were. so you know we, we didn't get it at our at our early marital stage and the stages of life and you know i one of the things that i had no clue about is is that really appreciating our differences mm -hmm. you know i felt like when we didn't agree on something or we didn't see things the same way that um, it was really a rejection upon mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't. That's not what was happening. But I, I just could not. I wasn't emotionally mature enough. Mm -hmm. I wasn't spiritually mature enough to really understand and appreciate the differences that yeah. you brought into my life. Yeah, because when we start <laughs> dating, let's let's just face fact. You know, when we started dating, let's just yeah. personalize this. Sure. You know, I saw this tall, dark, handsome man or boy, Stop. the stud. You, you know. <laughs> I was looking for flattery will get you nowhere. Everywhere. Oh, so okay, yeah. I was looking for attractiveness, <laughs> right? I right. was I was looking for do you make me laugh? Uh do are you anything like my dad? Right. You know, um mm -hmm. do I like being around him? You know, is is does he make me feel good when we're together? You yeah. know, it, it's those things that are are happening on well, a subconscious level. You don't really realize it. Right. Um when you're looking, when you're for, looking for a when, spouse, when you're dating, and you're, when looking you're dating, for a spouse. but I, I, you know, I remember the first time that I saw you, and man, you came to our our high school way back <laughs> a few years ago, okay, and I a saw you, ago. and I, you know, I was a football player, or whatever. I'm in the, you know, in the in the workout area, and our trainer, she's like being hosted by our trainer with some kind of event that our schools did in the league that we participated in. And anyway, so she comes up into the weight room with our trainer. I'm like, wow, what just came in the room? No. You know, <laughs> I vaguely remember that interaction with him, by the way. I, I don't forget Which that. wasn't the kickoff to our relationship so, at all. You know, the, the, the suave <laughs> gentleman that I was, the, oh my the cool guy that I was trying to be. So, you know, I finished pumping some weights or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty scr scrawny. This was like up then. in a mezzanine area of the school. So we weren't yeah, actually in the It's like in our room, gymnasium but, where the basketball yeah. court is, but the, the mezzanine is where our, lift, uh, our lifting area was for football. But anyway, so I finished, you know, doing some bench press or something like that. And so I like, I'm going to make my way over there and like kind of put the vibe out. You know what I mean? How cocky were you? I was so stupid. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I <laughs> I walk over there, you know, and there's a there's a railing there on the mezzanine to, you know, to prevent you. So I'm coming up and I just kind of turn around casually and lean myself back and put one leg up on the railing. Hey, so how you doing? He totally you know. did that. I remember that part. And I probably was thinking, who are you, you hey, weirdo? Uh, yeah, you know? exactly. The stalker. I mean, before we even <laughs> knew of the term stalker um, that we, we use today commonly. but So you're putting the vibe out early. Oh, I was. Yeah. I, but you, <laughs> let me just, she wasn't picking it up. Mm -mm. Not then. It Not took then. a little bit. Yeah, it was what, a year or two later I, when we met up again. We met up again, yeah. Um, so we won't yeah. go into all that. But yeah, just I just wanted to tell that yeah, little bit of story funny. about like the attractiveness, <clears throat> you know, in my subconscious. Like, Ooh, right, right. He, he's going to conquer, he's going to conquer this new female that's in oh, the school, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. he's going to be the one, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you I'm know, Mr. that's the I'm mindset. Mr. Cool. Yeah. I'm sweaty, <laughs> sweaty t-shirt, you know, <laughs> this, this, uh, six foot three gang, gangly looking. Yeah.
you know that's the, <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing that I appreciate about her that she loves my gangliness. I still do. I love that. Just that's a track. I don't know. That's I, how weird I am. Back then, oh I was God. wiry strong. Yeah. I mean, come on. So <laughs> now you're just. Gangly. I'm just thankful that that was in her subconscious to right, like right. a very thin yeah. man, thin young man. <laughs> 160, 65 Your pounds. Were like that yeah, big. Thigh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. We digress. You know, if I really was looking, which I wasn't looking at that point, but I if I really was, you know. <laughs> my gangliness did not draw you in at that point. <laughs> it did later, later on. It did later on. A little bit more convincing. Anyway, anyway. so uh, thank you for that that funny moment there. I love laughing. He, he makes me laugh. So he does make me laugh a lot. Yeah. But that's subconsciously what we're looking for, right? When we're dating and looking for, I mean, right. we weren't necessarily looking for a spouse. I mean, gosh, we were 18 and 19 or 17 and 18 oh, when yeah. we met. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, but, but yeah, subconsciously <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, if I, if, is he attractive, you know, do I find him uh, appealing and things like that? So, you know, in our minds, we think he's compatible, you yeah. know, or she's compatible to me. <clears throat> but research has proven that, the dating we do in choosing a spouse is subconscious, like we mm -hmm. talked about. Right. So we'll talk about compatibility later because <clears throat> we, we tend to confuse it with another word. Um, and this will help really bring around the point that we're trying to make today. Um, so, what, so, you know, so what God's doing, I mean, to give you an analogy, what God's doing is it's, it's like a, an iceberg, right? Y you know, anybody who's watched the movie Titanic, you know that, that they struck an iceberg or whatever. What, there's so much more below the surface that mm -hmm. you don't see, Absolutely. right? We see, like, to the point you just talked about with... All you know, the so, superficial yeah, stuff. Yeah, the superficial yeah. stuff yeah. in our subconscious. You know, we're thinking about, okay, they're, they're pretty. You know, I can get along with them. They're, they don't push my buttons They don't right push now. my buttons, at least not right now, <laughs> but later on they will. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but all of those kinds of things, those are the things that we see initially, uh, like on that iceberg, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so much more going on underneath. And that's where God's actually working. Yeah. That's the thing that we didn't know. And thank the Lord that he was working on all of the stuff, yeah. this huge <clears throat> mass of iceberg underneath the surface and his sovereignty he is laying things out for us and yeah. bringing us together in a way that ultimately is going to honor him. Yeah. And, and that's the crazy part about it. You know, like yeah. early on, you know, the things that we've gone through in our marriage, <clears throat> if we hadn't been uh, around people that are for marriage mm -hmm. and are for restoration and are for, you know, uh, renewing and all of that in a marriage, you know, we would not be together, not you know, all. because this mass underneath we didn't get and this small but that, super... but that but that mass <laughs> underneath is what god was actually using yeah. to to yeah. actually work on us and work on our marriage we didn't get that mm -mm. No, you know but that's even. what that's what god was actually going to use not mm -hmm. what we saw on the surface on the surface is what drew us together initially right right, right. but really the stuff that matters was the stuff that you can't really see exactly. until you get deep into a relationship. And we were completely unaware of. I mean, you can you can learn those things. I think our kids are so much better at relationship than we ever were back then. And I say that a lot, but you know, they their friend group, the 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 the, the marriages that they have. I mean, they talk a lot and communicate a lot about just the relationships and if you know there's someone you know 
looking to date a new boyfriend. They've got to invite them into the friend group, mm -hmm. and they all get to mm -hmm. meet. You know, so there's so much more that is happening, I think, in the generations today, where it may have been happening in our generation, but you and I didn't. You and I didn't have a clue. Well, we didn't really talk about anything. No. Um, yeah. It was just, yeah, not good. So you know, the sovereignty of God is working in us to choose our spouse, spouse is really what's lying, mm -hmm. lying beneath. So it's what we cannot see. God wires us to choose a spouse in such a way that we don't fully comprehend until, you know, well, I'll just say it for us, until the age that we are today and even maybe earlier a little bit. So, yeah. so really, what's the first way that God yeah, you, actually wires yeah, us to choose? Yeah, you just said that. So we're subcon. The first way God wires us is we are subconsciously trying to find someone to be our compatible opposite. Ah. Like I didn't want. There were certain things in me that I didn't want in you, apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we're trying to find, <laughs> you know, uh, the compatible, <clears throat> the opposite is what we're trying subconsciously that's what mm -hmm. we're looking for and it really mm -hmm. truly is you were you were quiet you didn't show your emotions you didn't fly off the handle i was safe you were safe a perception of safe but but, but you what know, you didn't know was what was lying underneath i didn't know yeah. no i didn't know the good mm -hmm. bad and the ugly and there's a lot of good that's lying yeah, beneath absolutely <clears throat> and and the second way we'll talk about next week is what a lot of that what lies beneath is what really brought us together um, but we'll we'll uh, talk about that next week. So most people say when they're looking for someone, yeah. you know, I'm going to find someone just like me. Uh, we'll we'll believe the same things. We'll love the same things. We'll like eat tacos together. We like to travel and together. We'll travel to together. The same places we love travel. You know, all those things are important. Sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. But you know, on a conscious level, you might think, "Yep, I'm looking for someone just like me." But God wired you, as we we're saying, yeah. to find your opposite. And that is just, that right there is just the sovereignty of God. He knows better. He knows best and he is sovereign and he knows what's best for you and I. You know, you, you were mentioning this just to kind of add to the point you're making. Mm -hmm. um, when we first got to know each other, what connected us. And again, a lot of this was subconscious. So we didn't even realize what we were doing. But, you know, just through, you know, going through years of, of healing and some biblical counseling, you know, related to our marriage, what we learned is that sometimes the thing that you that you are most familiar with or comfortable with is what attracts you mm -hmm. to the to the to your spouse. Or like you said, sometimes the things that are negative that we may see within our uh, parental relationships, our moms and dads marriages, we're like, no, I don't want that in my marriage. So mm -hmm. we reject that. So we look for something opposite, right? Mm -hmm. But again, it's all surface level mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I knew, and again, this is no negative upon my mother, but right. Donna Amen. early Absolutely. on in our marriage operated a lot like how my mom operated. And so that was something I was familiar with. I wasn't even thinking about it other than it was totally subconscious. It wasn't something that was like in the forefront of my mind, like, okay, Donna's like my mom. Uh, I think yeah. I like this girl. That's right. not what right. was even going on. What was going on was, is I'm like, I saw similarities in a pattern. That, it, that it, made you feel that comfortable. That made me feel comfortable, right? Yeah. So that's what was a, one of the draws to her. Of course, her beauty and, you know, as it, it, as it is today, Thank you. Uh, her beauty. So <laughs> that was one thing, her physical attractiveness and just, you know, loved being around her and, and loved how she made me feel when, when we were together. But, but it was that other thing 
mm-hmm. that I mentioned that I really wasn't aware of mm-hmm. that, that that drew me to mm-hmm. you. So absolutely. So we don't necessarily want somebody that's exactly the same. In that case, I guess as I described it with myself, um, that's kind of what I was was looking for. Not that that was the same, but I guess the the situation that I saw right. growing up right. was was familiar. <laughs> familiar to you. Yes. So. God wired, as you said, God wires us to really look for an opposite. Mm -hmm. Now, someone might say, like you said, you know, no, I want somebody to be similar like me. Well, actually, no, because God has a plan. If God is for you, he can't be against you. If God wants the very best for you in your life, he actually has a plan. Let's take a look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And I want to read that to you. I'm going to read to you from a couple translations. One is the New Living Translation. And this is in the creation account when, when Eve uh, was being formed out of the flesh of Adam. Uh, 2.18 says this, then the, Lord, then the Lord God said, It is not good for, man to, for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So then he goes on to talk about you know, God forming you know, uh, the animals from the ground and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. But the point here is that God made Adam a helper. Mm-hmm. That's and right. so uh, what does that word helper mean? God sent Adam and developed and created Eve to be a helper for, for Adam. So the, the original word in Hebrew is ezer, E-Z-E-R. And that means to be a helper, but it also means to supply what is lacking. Mm-hmm. That's what That's that good. word actually say that again means. because that is the, the word whole, helper yeah. in the original language actually meant to supply what is lacking. So you know if we have this belief system that um, I'm supposed to find somebody that's just like me that likes the things that I like that um, wants to do the things that I want to do that we're compatible on all those other really surface level things then I'm finding the right person. Actually, no. Right. Because in God's plan, he's trying to actually find somebody and bring somebody into your wife, into your life, and he's wired you in such a way to actually look for the opposite thing. So you, you want that in your life. Amen. So God didn't want to create another Adam. <laughs> he created Eve, which is to be a compliment. Now, again, it's not this whole subservient thing that the, the wife is made as a helper <laughs> This is not what this means, that, that she's supposed to do and be whatever the man says. Absolutely not. They're servants. They were mm-hmm. created as servants for one another. Mm-hmm. And so where, where Eve was weak in, in her life, Adam was to be strong. He was to help right. to be a compliment to her yep. and vice versa. So it's not supposed to be this man is lording it over the, the wife because she's the helper. No, what helper means is is she is going to be a compliment. She's going to be a supply to Amen. what is actually lacking in in Adam's life. So um, you don't need another you. No. I don't need another me. I don't need another me. Uh, I don't think I could handle me. I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't think I could stand myself. You need someone to supply what is lacking yes. in you. Yes. And so, that's what we found with us. Yeah. You know, he fills the voids in my life where I'm lacking and I fill the voids in his life where he's lacking. Yeah. And that makes us It's been a great compliment. One flesh. I wish we would have figured that out oh in my our gosh. 20s, but we didn't get that. <laughs> exactly. So, but I'm telling you, hopefully this is helping all of you out there today because um this is this can be like liberating. Yeah. And can bring freedom into your marriage when you understand 
that those things that you think are a rub and they create a problem for you and they're creating uh, pain and difficulties actually is meant to like wear off the rough edges in mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. and to help actually grow you up and That's to make right. you better in the Lord. That's, That's right. really the intent you know, of this You're thing. not in competition with your spouse. Yeah. It's never meant to be a competition. Right. So don't have the thought. <laughs> you may have had the thought out there that, um, you know, I'm looking for the same. No, actually, you don't want to create another you because if you think about this for a moment, you're incompatible with yourself. Yeah. That's, that's what it comes it's down so to. true. You would actually drive yourself nuts. Yeah. If if you if yeah. you were dealing with this with the exact same thing. Amen to that. Yeah. So thank you, God, for opposites. Thank you for his sovereignty and knowing Yeah, knowing what, what we, we need. need. You right. know, it's just we can't say that enough. Right. You know? Well, I mean he, he calls it out specifically. Let me read I, I, I said I was gonna read another version of that. Let me do that. So this is again uh, Genesis chapter two, verse eighteen in the amplified version. It says now the Lord God said, It is not good beneficial for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. That's good. That even, you know, brings the context of what God is saying mm -hmm. in that scripture. It's really bringing that word helper in the Hebrew mm -hmm. out more. That's right. So you can actually see what the meaning really is. And so that's a very powerful scripture. So God had this plan from scripture. the very beginning yeah. for all marriages <laughs> and for all dating and everything else that's going on when you're when you're first dating yeah, someone. we encourage you to grab a hold of that you know no wherever you're at in the dating process wherever you're at in your marriage you can still grab a hold of mm -hmm. this very very important concept yeah um straight from the bible and it will bless your marriage it will it really will so when we say compatibility we want to talk about that a little bit so yeah. it's not based on sameness and i think we've kind of tried to what do you mean so what do you mean sameness? Like for me, sameness means you're going to like everything that I like. You're right. going to speak the way that I speak. You're mm -hmm. going to share the same uh, thoughts that I think. You're going to like the same color. You're going to mm -hmm. like, you know. I'm going to have the same <laughs> views as you. Yeah. Maybe Maybe that could be politically that, yeah. maybe, you know. Yeah. That could be whatever paint colors, which I gave up on that. Long like your time your ago. favorite food, you know, our sameness is we we like the same things, yeah. you know, we watch the same things, we talk the same way, and mm -hmm. and it's really just trying to to be a clone, you know, exactly. And, and what that is doing is not allowing either one of us to be who God really made us to be. If we're trying to be the same all the time, you know, this this is just another perspective. It's just how one would see this right but um it's well i, I lost the thought so okay. no problem <laughs> it may that come happens back to me so compatibility is not sameness yeah what compatibility is based on mm -hmm. uh is be your beliefs your value system and your character mm -hmm. and so what makes richard and i compatible right is not that we're the same cuz we are polar opposites yeah absolutely polar opposites mm -hmm. Um, we knew that from the very beginning, but didn't know what to do with the information yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> other than argue with each other and <clears throat> not be happy. Yeah. But what makes us compatible? Well, the, the cool thing, the thought kind of came back to me is that, um, the cool thing is it again, comes back to that whole appreciation of the differences, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of perspective. If I can appreciate the differences, then I can look at my marriage in joy and happiness, knowing that, 
I have an opposite that's that's complementing me and mm-hmm. helping me. Absolutely. And so, you know, if you can if you can have that perspective about it, then then actually joy and the appreciation of the differences is is going to be an exciting adventure. And you can celebrate that you, and you can honor that you in your spouse. <clears throat> and what that does is that just that builds us up, right? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. You absolutely. know that I'm your biggest fan. I appreciate our differences. I understand our differences. Mm-hmm. We can talk about our differences maturely and not have this emotional breakdown. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, feelings of rejection when, right. when we have right. differences of opinion. And it just brings us together <clears throat> when I can appreciate your differences from me and understand that it's not a ding on me. Like you say, right. it's not a rejection of me that I don't think the way he thinks in certain areas. And I don't like the same foods that he likes, you know, and we don't, if we like were to chicken plan it, wings. Right. If we were to plan, you know, a date, it would be totally different. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's sure. so compatibility is not sameness. sameness. It is and absolutely that, so not what, sameness. What is compatibility? <laughs> right. What makes us compatible from really from a biblical viewpoint, right? Absolutely. So compatibility that's where you have to go with it. Really needs to be defined as we love Jesus. That makes know, us compatible. That makes us compatible. We where we are heading in life is to the same place. Uh, amen. We're headed to the same destination. Amen. We have an eternal viewpoint about what we're doing. And thirdly, our desire is to have the character of Jesus. That's right. So, you know, I think I've said this in previous broadcasts, but, um, you know, there, there was the WWJD, what would Jesus do, right? So really, that third point is, is um, applicable to we want to represent Christ in what we do mm-hmm. in our lives individually, but also in our marriage, because our marriage can represent God and Christ to the Amen. world and to the people that we have relationship with or to our sphere of influence. So, so those we're not are the compatible. We're, we're not compa- compatibility is not our likes, our individual likes and dislikes. No, it's much, much deeper. No, much deeper. You got to You want to share um, with a person the same beliefs, the same values, the same life goals. Amen. And that you believe in their character. Amen. That's key. That's what compatibility really looks like. But like we've already talked about, we are you and I very, are very different people. Very different In opinion, people. in viewpoints about certain things. And it's okay because sometimes... Non-eternal things. Exactly. Let's just say it that but, way. But, but I would say from my perspective is, is that your views and on on things broadens my mind a little bit because I can be narrow in my thinking and I can see things a particular way with real really without <clears throat> bringing other input into the situation and so you know that that skews I guess you know I've heard people say that puts me in an echo chamber right I'm just hearing the same thing over and over in my head but when I allow my wife who has a different view or anybody for that matter but we're talking about marriages but when I when I allow my wife to speak her viewpoint about it and to give me her perspective about it, it gives me a different, um, uh, a different insight into that. I'm like, yeah, I could broaden my viewpoint here a little bit more. I'm too narrow in, mm-hmm. in how I'm thinking here. Or, and it's not a ding on it's not a ding, how he's thinking. But it, it, and it could be that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just so uh, rigid in what I'm believing that I'm not allowing there's no grace. There is no grace. So then there. it comes across as, you know, I may come across as judgmental or no grace or, or lacking mercy, that, those kinds of things, which is one of the things that we want to be compatible in to become more like Christ, Amen. right? In That's his right. character, not my Boy, character, but his. Yeah. And I so wish we would have known that early <clears throat> yeah. on, you know, to look for those things, you know, um, we weren't Jesus followers, but I would guess that we had the same kind of core, you know. Um, yeah, I think we did. 
belief systems and life goals and things like that. They, they've since been redirected towards, you know, the Lord and eternal life and, and but salvation. I'm thankful, for, but, I'm thankful for our parents because absolutely they taught us a lot of biblical principles, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe without the deeper understanding that we have today. And again, mm-hmm. that's no, that's no fault of our parents. We're not no. saying that we're no. just simply saying that we learned a lot from our parents and they instilled some good values in us. And our and, goal is that our children will learn a lot from us yeah. and their children will learn even more from them. It's, it's important it is very that you important. realize that you're reproducing something. Absolutely. And um, you're reproducing something, whether it's, it's good or bad, good or bad whether mm-hmm. it's heavenly oriented or not. Yeah. So again, that's having that eternal perspective, eternal perspective. versus a temporal. It's only going to matter here, yeah. here and now. It, it matters here and now, but we, it's going to matter for eternity's sake. Yeah. So for you singles out there, for you, those of you that are dating, mm-hmm. um, the purpose is not for you to find out if you are compatible bed partners. <laughs> if if the oh, sex is when you, good when you're, when or you, when you're dating. Yes. So it's not really find out about it's that. not It's not. To find out if someone's good in bed, you know, as you know, we are uh, biblically based. That is saved for, it's a precious thing that is saved for uh, marriage. Yeah. Um, it's, so, I mean, it's the Bible calls that fornication. So that's right. sex outside of marriage. Yeah. So, so but the purpose of dating sin. is really to see someone's character, mm-hmm. um, to understand their life goals and their core values and their character and their belief system. Is it is it similar to what we said compatibility from a biblical yes. viewpoint? Yes. Is that are they lining up with their character exactly. with those things? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. you, because you're gonna spend the rest of your <clears throat> life with this person and you wanna make sure that that you're safe and that you're protected. Yeah. And that you have all the blessings of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so you know Taking you back, you know, we, we talked about Adam and Eve, you know, in the in the story when when Ad, Eve was created. Um, and so, but then, you know, a, a chapter later in Genesis chapter 3, then the, then the fall came, right? <laughs> so Eve, you know, takes yeah. the forbidden fruit, whatever, the fall happens. And so immediately, Adam is like, <laughs> um, What are you doing, Lord? What are you doing, Lord? You know, you, <laughs> this woman that you brought into my life. She's the problem. <laughs> why did you Why did you even do this? You know, and so I want to read this to you. Just three, uh, chapter three, verses. I think it's eighteen. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Mm, seven. Try seven. Try seven. That's where it talks about the fall. Let me go back. Okay. Sorry. Verse Verse twelve. <laughs> twelve. Wow. I was all over the place. Yeah, we need to. So this is so this is after, you know, the interrogation. God's interrogating the man and the woman. And so, you know, Adam's not happy about it. And he's not taking the fall for this, you know. So he says to God, he's blaming God. The man replied, It was the woman you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> That's she who devil. Gave, who gave me the fruit and I ate it. So there he took some responsibility for the fact that he ate the fruit. Yeah, but he but was accusing God but he's sending him the wrong person. But he's accusing God of sending him the wrong person. He wasn't blaming Eve. He wasn't making it, you know, he wasn't talking to Eve about it. Like, you're the wrong person. No, he blamed God. Like, you didn't send me the right person. Well, what's the point to that? Adam, God made the perfect woman for Adam. Mm-hmm. Because God is sovereign and he knows what's best for us. He knew what was best for Adam. He made a helper. Yep. 
one to compliment him, one to support him in his weaknesses, as he was going to support her in her weaknesses. And so Adam wasn't getting the fact that God uh, was created perfectly mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. He missed the whole point because he was so worried about the blame game. Mm -hmm. Like, no, nah, it's not me. I mean, I didn't do this. She, This woman, you created her for me. I mean, you made a mistake. Yeah. No, God doesn't make mistakes. That's right. He's perfect. God doesn't make mistakes in his creation. And he doesn't. And if any of you have uh, any self-worth or self-doubt issues about yourself, God didn't make you a mistake. Amen. You are not a mistake in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. You were created by God for a great purpose. And regardless of what's happened in your life, God loves you and he has a perfect plan for your life. He sure and he does. didn't create you as a mistake. Amen. Absolutely not. Amen. So never believe that. That's a lie from the devil. So the key point we want to leave you with today, a uh, couple of things. Compatibility is not sameness. Right. So do, do know that. Mm -hmm. And... You need to be compatible with your spouse, but it's not going to be uh, a clone. No, it, it's not. It's not the same. You're going to be compatible with your complete opposite. And that's the sovereignty of God working in your life, bringing you together with your spouse. Mm -hmm. And next week, we're going to talk about the why. Right. Why are we brought together as polar opposites? Right. Because it, it, it in, involves healing and walking through your woundedness and all of that. Mm -hmm. so, so that'll be the second that'll way. That'll be the second way. Um, and we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for joining us today. We're so glad that you've uh, connected with us. And we're so blessed to have the opportunity to and honored to be able to yes. share with you these topics, topics about marriage that Amen. will help your, your life in marriage. And so until next week, we will see you again. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.